0: Hey, how's it going? My name is Stephen Marks, and welcome to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. My purpose with all of these teachings is to equip you with the Word of God and help you understand your authority, your power, your victory, and mission as a believer in Jesus Christ. So you go from glory to glory and victory to victory by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in you. So enjoy, God bless, and let's get our generation saved. Good morning, and welcome to episode number two of how to have an unbreakable marriage in the 21st century. I loved yesterday's uh, podcast, and I'm so excited for today. These things are just going to get deeper and deeper. They're going to build on one another, and it's a lot of fun, right? I'm telling you, marriage is the best thing ever. A lot of people, uh, when we when Shani and I were thinking about getting married, um, actually, well, I'm going to try and get her on this podcast um, a little bit half about halfway through these um, these episodes and and actually listen so she can actually speak into a bunch of different things that she's been able to learn, I think, to get a woman's perspective on it is really important. Um, And then also I've got some pretty cool, exciting ideas to talk to uh, Megan, a girl on our team, and she's got a lot of insight into um, what it looks like to have the ministry of a wife and that kind of thing. And so I think there'll be a lot of insight there. Um, but back to what I was actually saying with marriage people treat marriage like it's a ball and chain like you get into bondage It's just the, the end of the fun, you know, it's just tough The first two years are so hard and it's such rubbish. All right Everyone who says that has a marriage that sucks And you might ask Stephen, you can't say that about other people. No, I will your, your marriage sucks If that's how you think you suck you really do because if you think about it The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Let me let me read it to you. So literally, if, if I'm sorry, I get fired up because people they they profane things that that God has set aside for us. That's amazing. Listen to this. Proverbs 18 verse 22. It says, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God." Let me tell you, if you want favor from God, and marriage is a way to do it, you're going to do it the right way. All right. You're going to do it the right way. When you you get married, you obtain favor. It means before it was like, but now that you're a Christian, you're you're walking in the way of God, the things that you are already doing should increase, multiply, and go from glory to glory when you get married because it's a blessing and you have favor. It's like having an extra grace on your life. Everything that you do excels even further. That's what it is. Marriage is a blessing. It's not difficult. People get married at the wrong time for the wrong reasons. That's why it's difficult. God's laid out how we do it. It's very, very simple. People just aren't able to humble themselves, and they're too um, soulish, meaning they care about their mind, their will, and emotions far too much. They They don't live by the spirit. They live by the soul, and they concern themselves with the soul. Oh, my goodness but that that's not what God's called us to do we're called to renew our mind be transformed in the renewing of your mind save your soul it says receive the implanted word of god which is able to save your soul saved that word means sozo it means made whole healed and saved so it literally you've got the implanted word of god will heal or restore or make whole your mind will and emotions That's what's going to happen when you receive the implanted Word of God. Not when you receive a husband or when you receive a wife. It's specifically for uh, the Word of God. So that's why I'm so serious about being God-centered, God-defined, God-focused before you even consider marriage. That's what yesterday was all about. And then I went into a couple secrets about understanding the difference between married and single life and then building your marriage on the rock. And now today, marriage is... This is the point I want to make. Marriage is favor from God and not bondage. That is, unless you don't seek the Lord with it. Marriage is going to be a nightmare if you don't consider the Lord. And maybe you're already married and you realize, flip, I'm in counseling. Uh, You know, I actually, I can't do this anymore. The people in my church aren't even helping me. I'm not getting support. My husband doesn't like me. He just doesn't seem like he's in love with me anymore. My wife isn't the person I thought she was. Like, maybe your things are falling apart. So this applies for you now. And you need to implement these things in your life. So then it can be redeemed. Nothing is past redemption. Let me know. Let uh, let me know. Let me tell you, if God can redeem a kind of character like me, he, he can redeem anyone. And that's not like, oh my goodness, I had such a rough life. No, I've had a blessed life. I've been able to know the blessing of God in my life because my parents went before me and actually laid these examples out. They were bloodline breakers, big time. And I thank them for it. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, yeah, I I know a lot of people who've received the implanted word of God. They came from being an atheist. They came from having a rough life. And they now live one of the most blessed lives I've ever seen in my life. You might say, who are you talking about, Stephen? Go, go watch Talon's testimony. He's the closest person that I think I'd be able to actually share this kind of stuff with. That he, was, he, he came from a rough background. Let me tell you, if anyone has a right to complain about where they come from, how hard life is, it's him. You don't see him complaining. You see him talking about the glory of God, that he's going from strength to strength, victory to victory. And he's, he's serious about pursuing the Lord. And yet even him, he's had a number of relationships. And and more and more, he settled on the fact, I, I, this isn't for me to do. I need to keep with what the Lord has done for me, and the Lord will provide the, the wife for me. I'm going to get into all of this. And a lot of it, actually, I've I've gotten from interaction with him. I've, I've learned a ton. So, let's start with the secret for today. Marriage is favor from God. Proverbs 18, verse 22 says, he who finds a wife or a husband ob- is a finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. Let me let me show you why you obtain favor from the Lord, particularly from a male perspective, because I'm actually a male and I'm speaking into these things. But ladies, I've got a lot, to, a lot to say to you as well. So listen to this. Verse 10, it says, An excellent wife who can find, this is Proverbs 31, she's far more precious than jewels. All right? So if you realize this lady is not far more precious than jewels, then clearly it's not it. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. If that's not a reality, we need to fix it. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. I mean, there's so many secrets in Proverbs to how you can have a life that's on fire. For God, it's frightening. And even marriage. Think about this, and I'm going to get into the secret a bit later. She does him good and no harm all the days of your life. That includes when you're around other people. So men and women, don't gossip about your partner. Don't speak anything negative about them. It doesn't help anyone. Complaining is literally what got 23,000 people killed in the wilderness. And that's an example that went before us. We're to learn from that. That's why the Bible says in in, uh, Philippians 2, what is it? Verse 14 or 15, it says, do everything without complaining and grumbling. Don't complain and grumble about your significant other. One, it's not going to put you in the right headspace when you think about them. Then when you go back home, you're going to be surprised why you're short with the person because you've been short with them the whole time whilst they're not even there. Two, you speak like they're not a child of God. It's no longer them who live. It's Christ who lives in them. So you're literally complaining about God. You're complaining about Christ. You're not treating them the way you would treat Christ. Would you complain about Jesus the whole time? Maybe you do, and you need to sort that out. You need to sort it out big time. Jeepers. This is just like me getting fired up. I love you. Everyone who's listening, I love you. I just get passionate about this because it's so simple. But people often are too arrogant or too prideful to actually sit down, listen to what the word of God says and apply it in their lives. And then they turn around and complain against God as if it's his problem. All right. Verse 13. She seeks will and flax and works with willing hands. So, women are allowed to work. Hallelujah. They have a job to play. Then we're going to get into this later. I mean, I, I, shucks. I shouldn't have read this because now, now I'm revealing so much of what I want to talk about. All right. I'm, I'm not going to read Proverbs 31 because it's just so good. But literally, Proverbs 31 to the end lays out clearly, women, this is this is who you want to be. A man who fears the Lord will see Proverbs 31.10 without even needing to ask. He won't need to take you on a date to know you are God-centered, God-defined, and God-focused because Proverbs 31 will radiate out of your life like no other. He'll see it from a thousand miles away. I promise you. Women who fear the Lord are rare. That's why you obtain favor from God when you find one. It's important, okay? Deuteronomy 32, verse 30, literally says two, so two are better than one, right? So one person puts a thousand to flight, two people put ten thousand to flight. That's the favor of God. Boom, there's supernatural increase in everything in your life. When you get married, you should increase in everything you were doing before and you should get revelation of new ideas, new things you're gonna be doing. You should go from glory to glory when you get married. If you didn't, if you don't, there's a problem. And, and it can be fixed, but you need to you need to humble yourself and come in alignment with what God's word says, right? Another, another little secret. I'm, I'm trying to make these conversational, so you can actually like kind of feel and apply it to your life a little bit different. But that's all right. Okay, num, this is like the fifth point I'm making. But listen, this is the next secret. You have to both purpose it in your heart to make and keep God at the center of your marriage. Go with me to Ecclesiastes four. Ugh. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12, says this. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. In other words, when you and your wife come together, two come together and become one flesh. Yes, but that's two people. Way better. Then being on your own. So there's a blessing again upon you. But the, the last point is important. A three braided cord, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. In other words, when you and your wife come together and purpose the living God to be at the center, that is an unbreakable marriage. Okay? Unbreakable. And that's why it's it, the three become one. And you might be like, oh, well, Stephen, you know, it's her issues, it's God, and it's me, and we're just trying to figure that all out. We're we're three different people, all this stuff. No, listen to what the Bible says. In, In Galatians 3, verse 28, it says, There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is no male and no female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. In other words, in marriage, when you come together, you're one in Christ Jesus. And so you have to purpose it in your heart to keep Christ Jesus involved in everything that you're doing. Every decision, every purpose, every single thing that you guys decide to go after, you need to purpose God at the center. It's not going to happen by itself. It's going to happen with intentionality. It's going to happen with commitment. It's going to happen with discipline. And it's easy, I promise you, it's so easy. It gets easier and easier because you get so used to the blessing of God being in your marriage that it becomes second nature. And then you desire more and more and more of the blessing of God. And you become very sensitive to having more of God. And if people actually are of God, they're under the anointing and are encouraging you, giving you advice, building you up, pushing you further. It's very easy to walk in that. All right, I'm going to do one more. This is the next one actually marry a Christian, shocker, real shocker. But people don't marry Christians. They marry people they think are Christians. Ah, well, you know, he said really nice things to me. He quoted a Sunday Bible verse. You know, I'm gonna sneeze, so, (laughs) excuse me. They say such nice things and he must be a Christian. I can just see the love of Jesus. I see the fruit of the spirit in him. And therefore I know he's a Christian. That's rubbish. That's absolutely rubbish. It, it is so far from correct. It's frightening. Go with me to John 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke in John 14. It says this in verse 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells in you and will be with you. The spirit of truth. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. In other words, you should see evidence in their life of the Holy Spirit. That's a Christian. Not a Christ follower or a Christ fan or someone who says, I know of Christ. Someone who knows Christ. That's who you want to marry. Someone who isn't like the rest of the world. Let me tell you, people who are in the world, they go after happiness, they go after security, they go after money, they go after all those things. So don't look at the outward appearance. You should see someone is a Christian because of the Spirit of God. And and, and why I attack the fruit of the Spirit is because everyone can do those. The fruit of the Spirit are for you to encounter, you receive from God, you, you, know, you feel the joy, you feel the love, you feel the peace of God in your life. Not necessarily what radiates out of you. The fruit that comes out of you that Jesus talks about. You will bear fruit is the power of the Holy Spirit coming out of your life. That's Mark 16. It says these signs will follow those who believe. All right. They will cast out demons. They'll prophesy. They'll speak in other tongues. They'll lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. They'll drink deadly poison and not die. In other words, they've got power over the enemy. They've got power over sin in their life. They've got the power to actually walk in the calling of God to go and make disciples of all nations. that's a Christian, you need to marry one of those because God's upon them and they're going to push you in your walk with the Lord. And if they're already operating in that kind of power, chances are they're not seeking their security from a man or from a woman because they have it in God. Those are the people you want to be married to. Because when God blesses that, gee, piz, cree, piz, you're going places. The blessing of God will come upon you both. You will increase tremendously both in all areas of your life. You've got to marry a Christian. Someone who pushes you in your faith and makes you love God more and makes you encounter him more. All right? And then you, like, like, I've asked this question to a lot of people. I say, how, do, how have you grown in God? Like, in your relationship, how have you, um, you know, you've been able to increase in God? Well, well, you know, she teaches me to be uh, patient and forgiving, you know, because we have so many fights. And, and it's important to, to forgive the way Jesus forgives. You know? Shut up. You don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just saying Christianese things and uh, then after this, you guys are going to go to uh, the bar and have a drink or something like that. And you're just going to go and keep living like every single other person on this planet. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, how do you really know that this person's pushing you closer to the Lord? What, what in, did you encounter that flipped the switch for you? I know for me, in my life, I can tell you right now, I've learned more about the grace of God than I've ever learned in my life. Very, very, uh, very early on, I stumbled in my marriage. I, uh, I, re- I remember I watched pornography, and I, I was destroyed. I uh, was, I was wrecked, and I was wrecked because I'd invited the devil in, and then I was in this shame and guilt, and there was division in our marriage because I knew something she didn't know. I wasn't one flesh with her. One flesh literally means she is mine and I am hers. There's complete oneness. And now there isn't oneness. So something's out. God can't bless that. All right, cause there's no unity there. And so I remember sharing it with her and I, I it just hurt her tremendously. But she said absolutely nothing. She just looked at me and smiled. And she said, Stephen, I forgive you. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And she just started to build me up and encourage me and love me. And I, I was like, what is going on here? This is completely crazy. And then I stumbled again after that. And she did the exact same thing. She's never brought it up. She's never, ever used it against me. She's never done it. She's forgotten it the moment it happens. In fact, if I asked her to remember it, she probably wouldn't even remember. It's amazing. And after that, I purposed it in my heart that that was never going to... The devil will never, ever have another second of my life in that way, shape or form. I received my deliverance and I'm on my way. That's never going to happen. That's the grace of God exposed. I, I have a testimony of God breaking into my life and delivering me and showing himself through my wife. Exceptional grace, unbelievable forgiveness. Not what I deserved at all. And yet I received it. And so that's a very specific example. So I, I like to see couples who actually look for where is God. In this situation. Where is God with these people? Where is God in this significant other? Am I actually going from glory to glory with it? Does that make sense? All right. That's enough for today. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Get excited for these things. People, take notes. All right. Listen. Apply this to your life. They will work for you. I promise you. And you will have a marriage free of sin. Free. Free of sin. Do you hear that? Free of sin. Free of the things of the world. And you will have a marriage on fire for God. And he will be able to bless it and increase you and take you from glory to glory. And you won't have to make the same mistakes. You won't have to apologize to your wife like I've had to go through. Because you're able to learn these things ahead of time. And the blessing of God takes you further. The grace of God takes you further. So, I love you. God bless. And I'll see you tomorrow.